You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 38. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you are at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, You can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Hi, pet business owners. Happy New Year. Happy January Happy whenever you're listening to this. You may be listening to this (laughs) in a month other than January, but regardless, I want to welcome you here to this third season of the podcast. For those of you that are just now joining us, I've started a new season recently, and what I'm doing is I am coaching people. And I've done this before on the podcast, but not quite in this way. I've done many coaching sessions prior This time I'm doing extended coaching sessions. So for 25 to 40 minutes, I am working with one person on their biggest pet business challenge. Today I'm talking to Barbara. She lives in a rural area, which in itself can be kind of challenging to run a pet sitting and dog walking company when you're in a rural area. It's very spread out, so we talk about that and how to really navigate that challenge. She also is working in her business part-time, but also has a full-time job. So she doesn't have a lot of energy left over for the end of the day and for building her business, and she feels really stuck. So today we're talking about moving forward, how to do that, and We don't solve all of her problems, but we solve some of them. (laughs) And if you're curious, 
how she approached me and what she said, you know, when she asked to be on the podcast here, you can find that in the show notes. I also have an email that she wrote after the session to just tell me how it went for her. And and you're welcome to read that. And it can kind of tie the loose ends together. So the show notes are prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 38. That is the number 38. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash 38. In this episode, I talk about a couple different things that I have as an offering. And I don't do that to try to sell her on this or sell you on this, but it's available if you are in need. And if she is in need, Barbara. So I just want to talk a little bit about that. So one of the services that I offer is search engine optimization. So I work with somebody, I do an audit on their website, and I look at what keywords need to be there, you know, various other things that are causing them not to come up high on the search engine. There's a link to that in the show notes if you're interested in finding out more. Another thing that I talked to her about was Facebook marketing. She's done a little bit of boosting of her posts, but she's not really target marketing. And so I tell her a little bit about how to do that, but there's also a webinar recording that I have available it is for sale. You can also find that on the show notes as well. So that's at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 38. I'm really excited to begin this new season with you. I hope you're enjoying it. If you're interested in appearing on the podcast, you can feel free to, again, go to the show notes, fill out an application, and I may choose you for a coaching call that will be recorded and aired on the podcast. I hope you enjoy the segment. Hey, you. This is Barbara. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. You sound great. Can you hear me okay, Barbara? I can. Okay, wonderful. Hello. So how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excellent, actually. Good. Well, that's great. That's a good way to start a call. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's kind of rare in my business, in my coaching <laughs> business. <laughs> well, I'm just very excited to be able to talk to you. I'm oh. hoping um, I, I listened to your first podcast today. Um, oh, yay. Uh, I haven't had a chance to write down my 10 goals yet, but That's I'm great. hoping to have my best year ever. Oh, wonderful. So, so you, you didn't do your 10 goals. That's fine. You'll you'll get to those, and it's not quite the new year yet. So, <laughs> yeah, Well, I, I work full-time, and I'm trying to get this business to be my full-time business. So, um, And then I do have a small zoo of my own. So when when I come home, that's the first thing I have to take care of is all the various animals. So, uh huh. Um, but I'll be working on them for sure. Okay, great. So tell me a little bit about your business and what you need help with today. Okay. Well, um, it's basically a pet sitting service business. Uh-huh. It's called All Creatures Pet Sitting Services LLC. Okay. Um, great. So I do have an LLC, and I'm insured. Um, I'm the sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't have any backup at all. So even in the event of becoming ill or having an accident or any kind of an emergency, it's just me. So um, I face a couple of issues. One is I'm in a small, relatively small rural area. It's basically there's a very large university here. And I know there's business here, but I don't seem to be reaching clients. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've I've been in business off and on for about 20 years, mm-hmm. got close to where I was going to go full time when the recession hit. At oh. the same time, I lost the person I had hired, who was really, really good, really reliable. And I had a very difficult time finding somebody to replace her. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much killed my business. So I'm trying again. Uh-huh. Um, and what I've used in the past to market my business does not appear to be working as well now. And what was uh, that? What did you do? Um, various methods. Uh, I've actually used Craigslist quite a lot, pretty okay. successfully. Uh, yep. I know mm-hmm. Craigslist can be a little bit scary, but I'm pretty yep. savvy about using it. Great. So I normally, when I post on Craigslist, I'll get at least one new client, or two or three most of the time, within like a 30-day period of time. I'm getting like no response at all. Uh-huh. Um, I've put up flyers at various vet clinics. I've um, even put up some brochures or given them some brochures to hand out um, mm-hmm. about like holiday tips and that kind of thing with my business mm-hmm. card attached. Uh-huh. Um, I use Facebook a lot. I'm not an expert. I'm still trying to learn my way around Facebook on, you know, as far as advertising and so forth. But I do boost. I'll boost some posts, I'll put out some ads and so forth, and I'll get some clicks. You know, people will look on it, they'll share it and so forth, but I don't get a whole lot of um, people liking my page, actually, and okay. I don't uh-huh. I don't get a lot of contact, like a lot of messages or phone calls, anything like okay. that. I've, I've had a few messages that they've not led to new clients. Okay. And when you're doing the Facebook ads and the boosting, do you target market in your specific area? Do you get um, really in-depth in terms of the kind of clients that you're wanting behind the scenes? Or are you just pushing boosts and not taking it further? I am targeting. Um, maybe you can tell me if I'm targeting correctly or not. What I yep. pick is usually about a 15 to 25-mile radius in my area um, because I don't have... Like in large cities, there's a lot of clusters of yep. big communities. I don't have that. I've got several small towns that are very close to each other, but everybody's kind of spread out. So I do the 15 to 25 miles, um, and I usually select from 18 to 70 years old, something like that. Um, I could narrow that a little bit more and yeah. leave out the college students possibly. I would recommend um, that. Okay. Yep. And then, okay. And then just target what age group would you recommend? I would do women, um, and I would do 25 to 60 years old. 25 to 60? Yes. And the reason why is that, that, you know, women are the majority of the people that will be calling for pet sitting, even if there is a, even if, 
there's a woman who has a husband <laughs> or she's in a relationship and she's living with her partner and they both take care of the animals, the woman primarily is the one who ends up making that call for pet care. So you really want to target the person who's actually going to be reaching out for pet care. So that's why I think leaving the men out, not that there aren't a number of men that reach out, you know. <laughs> I've had a number of them when I owned my pet sitting company that were the primary people, but what I find in a broad way is that the women are the ones who are the majority that are going to be reaching out. And the thing is, boosting or Facebook ads can be kind of expensive. You pay per click, typically. And so I want you to not have to pay as much if there's somebody that really wouldn't be a good fit or, you know, your ideal client or is not really interested. I don't want you to have to pay for that click. Okay. So, yeah, I think age 25 to 60 is going to be good. I'm concerned about the 15 to 25 miles. I heard what you said about, you know, your cities in your area being spread out because it is a rural area. Mm -hmm. However, I do know that, you know, what I usually recommend is that you're not driving more than 15 minutes in any given direction. Um, and 15 minutes is not always 15 miles. Sometimes 15 miles can take 30 minutes if there's traffic. Um, so I just want you to be conscious of that when you are placing your ad. Like when you say 15 minutes or let's say 15 miles, how long does that actually take you? Um, um, located. Here, not it, it depends which direction I'm going in, but basically like where I live to where I work is yep. probably a 10-minute drive, and it's probably 10 miles. It's mostly oh, one, of the main, one of the main roads through here is a four-lane highway. Um, right. Once I get off of the highway and start hitting back roads, then it can yep. definitely take more time. Okay, got it. I just think if you really, I wouldn't recommend even more than 20 minutes taking that to a client, to go to a client, because you're going to be, wasting gas, your time, your energy, wear and tear in your car. So just having that in mind, that's just an aside, you know. That actually answers a couple other questions I had. <laughs> Good. Because like that's, well, that's a big part of my problem as well because of the way everybody is spread out. Um, yeah. It's kind of hard for me to narrow it. I, I don't live in the exact center, but I'm fairly close to the center of the most populated area. Yeah, um, and it's still just really hard to get to be within like a fifteen minute or less drive. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I would say twenty minutes or less because typically I would say fifteen for most people. But you're not most people. You live in an, kind of an unusual area in terms of it being rural. So I would give you like five minutes more. I would say twenty minutes. And but any more than that, it's really not going to be worth it. You know, if you okay. think about the time that you're spending at the client's home or walking their dog, you know, and then getting there and getting to another client, that mm -hmm. could take quite a long time. And it eats into the time you have available. And often, pet sitters and dog walkers have specific time windows that are the most popular, like, you know, 7 to 9 a.m. in the morning for morning visits, 
11 to 2 for dog walking, 7 to 9 p.m. in the evening. And so if you're taking like 45 minutes, you know, there and back, that mm-hmm. eats into that really premium chunk of time. Mm-hmm. So that's you that's been that. one of my concerns, yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, you asked about getting clients. So, you know, I've actually found Craigslist to be a really great way not only to potentially get clients but to get people who are good to work for you. So, you know, I know that that was something that you brought up, that you had someone and then you don't. So the Craigslist, just talking about the help wanted for a second, the Craigslist, etc. jobs is a great category to go to in terms okay. of finding somebody, placing a help wanted ad. You can also place it in the pet section, but that often gets flagged for spam because it's not actually a pet <laughs> that you're offering. It's a job. So, But what some pet sitters and dog walkers have done is they've posted it there and, and it's you know, they've gotten maybe one person and then it gets taken down, you know, but at least they got that one person who's a total pet lover who's interested in the job. Mm-hmm. So that's something you might want to think about. What I'd like for you to do is to be exploring new marketing. I love that you're looking at Facebook ads. That's great. So one thing you might want to do is begin to get really proficient and skilled at placing those Facebook ads. Um, if you go to my website, I, I just did a Facebook marketing webinar, $20. Okay. You don't have to get this, but you can if you want. Um, it's an anytime access webinar on my webinar page at sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com. And if you go to the top of that page, you'll see it's a Facebook marketing webinar. And you'll be able to see behind the scenes on how to actually set up an ad. It comes with a tips and tools sheet. So I would really like you to get very skilled at doing that because Facebook can be a great way to get clients. In addition to that, there are also a number of free and really low-cost marketing actions that you can take. One of them is getting on nextdoor.com if you're not already on there. I just joined, uh, like last week. Excellent. Good. I hadn't even heard of it and somebody sent me an invitation, um, from my neighborhood. So I'm on there, but I haven't used it much yet. I don't, I'm still kind of filling my way around it trying to figure out how to advertise on it. So you can't really advertise unless you pay for advertising. They don't really allow you to post about your business. Not like, you could on Facebook. You actually have to pay for advertising. I wouldn't necessarily start with the paid advertising. What I would do is I would make sure to list your business on the site. You can list it. If you know of anybody in your immediate area who's on Nextdoor, maybe even the person who referred you, you know, um, if they've used you for pet care, it would be great if they can write a recommendation. There's the ability for your neighbors or clients that are in that area that are on that next door platform to write a recommendation about you. And that can give you credibility and begin to create, you know, a reputation of being a really good pet service provider. So, and you can even contact your clients. Um, because a number of them may be on next door and you can say, would you be willing to write a little recommendation about my company? It's now on next door. Here's the link. 
Um, I would be so grateful. And I, you want to give them an out if they are too busy to do that. You want to say, I totally understand if you're too busy, no problem. If you would be willing, I'd be really grateful. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing, so there's a recommendation that they can write. When you've been on Nextdoor for a while, one thing you might see on there is a client of a business saying, oh, this business is so wonderful. Nextdoor absolutely allows that. So in a few months, what you might, might want to do is reach out to your clients that are on Nextdoor again and say, thank you so much for that recommendation, wondering if you would be willing to write a little post. You know, but you want to space out the time that you're asking for these things so that you're not like boom, boom, you know, one month and the next month asking for something else. I would say six months later, you know, saying, would you mind posting? I know you gave me a recommendation. It's wonderful. If you posted a little bit about how my pet care services helped you and your pets, that would be so great. And a lot of your clients will be willing to do it. It just takes asking and it can be kind of vulnerable to ask for something you know it's like they might say no it takes time for them and for you but it's totally worth it that's really where the wave of business is going it's going in terms of you know recommendation credibility reputation okay so yeah I can, I can definitely I can definitely see that, and I'm really bad at asking for things. <laughs> well, you know, this is a muscle that you get to work, my dear. You know, <laughs> one of the gifts of business, I found this too, is that it really helps strengthen the areas that I was weak in. And one of them was also asking for, for things, just like you're going through. I've gotten really good at it. Um, it doesn't mean that, it doesn't feel uncomfortable if somebody says no. It's still kind of like, oh, you know. But but that's a muscle I still need to work, is being okay with rejection in a way, you know. Somebody mm-hmm. saying no to a request that I have. But, you know, that's the, that's the risk you take when you ask for something is somebody saying no. And so you have to have the courage to be willing to, to face that. And have that be a possibility, but what's on the other side of asking is them saying yes. And if they do, that can really help your business. And I think, you know, what I've found when I'm working with coaching clients who haven't been on Nextdoor, and then they get on Nextdoor, they are blown away by the possibilities there because there are often a lot of people who put out requests for pet care on there. And, you know, they, they, you can write in a comment, I'm available, here's my company, here's my information, I'd love to set up a, ta- a free meeting to meet with you, get to know your pets. It can be a great way to get new clients. And it could help you grow your business very, very quickly from okay. what it is now to what, it, what you want it to be. So that's just one way. I mean, there are a number of marketing actions. One of the other things I would recommend doing, and again, this requires you taking a risk, you know, but going into different pet, local pet businesses in the areas that you want to begin to get more clients in and saying, bringing in your business cards and bringing in a card holder, whether that be a card holder for the counter, you know, if there are cards on the counter or creating like a bulletin board 
card holder so that you can pin that up on the on the bulletin board and going in and saying, you know, would you be willing to, you know, is it okay if I put my cards up here? I'm a local pet care provider and I just, and you know, I would recommend saying something about the business if it's one that you frequent a lot. You know, I would say, I really love your business here. I, you know, tell clients about it. Also, another thing you can do is creating a pet resources page on your site and being able to walk into a company like a, you know, pet store, groomer, vet office and saying, you know, I would love to list your business on my pet resources page so my clients know about you. Is it okay if I put my cards here? Then you're creating a win-win, right? You're not just asking for something, but you're actually giving that company something. And that can be a way to kind of ease the transition for you of never asking for something to making it a little easier for you to ask for something because you're also giving something. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The only real pet businesses we have here, we have one local pet store that is doing really well, and I have already spoken with them, and they did take cards, but they don't put them out on the counter. They put them behind the counter in case somebody asks. Okay. Um, And then we have PetSmart and Petco, and they won't. Okay, they won't do it. Yeah, I understand. So with this with this pet store, um, you know, in a way, when they say we're going to put the cards in a drawer, you know, it's kind of a death sentence for those cards. They're just, uh uh-huh. So what you want to do is kind of bring it to life. So what I would recommend is going in there and, and first getting a pet resources page on your site if you don't already have them, going in there again and, and saying, I have a pet resources page on my site. I'd love to put, put you on there. Um, and if they say yes, great. And you can say you have some of my cards, but here's some other cards so that they remember you. And okay. then if you end up getting a referral, if, if you don't, I would let it go because you don't want to be, you know, something that's not working. It's not worth it. So if they give you a referral, you know, if you talk to a client and they say, oh, this pet store recommended you, then I would go as soon as possible with some really wonderful cupcakes or donuts or something delicious as a thank you. Okay. Like, you know, it's like training a dog, right? You give them a treat, you're going to be treating, giving a treat to that business. And okay. it's going to be reinforcing that behavior. You know, you don't want to do it to get, that's not the primary intention by bringing those. You actually do want to have a lot of gratitude when you go in there. You know, it's sort of like the major and minor, you know, when you're studying, when you're in university, mm-hmm. the major is appreciation, the minor is possibly getting more clients. You don't want to lead with that, but, you know, that is a hope, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you would like that. So That's the ultimate goal, yes. It is, yeah. So you want to reinforce the behavior by giving them a treat. Okay. And... But first and foremost, you want to thank them for giving you a treat. That that makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, along those lines, I have a very good relationship with my my vet clinic, um, right. and they're the ones here that they they'll post brochures. In fact, there's a couple of vet clinics right. that I have a good relationship with that'll put out cards and brochures and so forth. Um, right. 
Can I do the same sort of thing with them? Oh, most definitely. Okay. I would be reinforcing that behavior. Um, going in there, offering, same thing, pet resources page listing, and also giving them a treat. <laughs> now, a little thing to note about the pet resources page. So I would put all the information on there. So I would put the business name, the address, the phone number, the website. Don't make the website clickable on the pet resources page because you don't want to take people away from your site. You want them okay. to stay on your website as long as possible. They can just copy and paste the website if they want or they can call. You know, um, also an aside about this, you get, again, I'm talking about win-win here, which is the best kind of business of all when both of you are winning. So when you put that site on your site, you, you're putting that business information on your pet resources page, that is also going to help your search engine optimization. Because if people type in that vet hospital, and town, your pet resources page may show up as a way for them to find it because you've got... I hadn't even thought about that. Yep. So that's another reason why you want to have as many pet businesses listed. Now, you do want to get their information. You don't just want to put a business up. You want to get their permission to have it up. Most businesses will be thrilled that you have it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, no, that makes complete sense. That's all right. I don't. I'm currently working on my website. It's not. I don't have one yet, but it's okay. in process. You're it's in process. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I would really make that a priority. In fact, I would before listing your business on Nextdoor, I would get your website up because the website is your main calling card. Okay. Both online and even for these particular businesses, you know, it's a door that's going to be opening you to more business. So I really, you know, in terms of action steps, I want you to put that at the top and I want you to put stars all around it. <laughs> okay. This is the one. This is the holy grail right here. I need to focus on this and then everything else below it. Well, one of the things that's holding me up on that is actually SEO. I understand the concept behind the yeah. SEO, but actually yeah, okay, figuring it out and, and getting it to work on my page, I, okay. I seem to struggle with that. Don't worry about that right now. That, that doesn't need to be the first priority. The first priority is actually getting the website up, and then you can work on SEO. You can kind of fine-tune it. I do SEO coaching sessions. I can send you an email about that. And okay. you can also find it on my site if you go to Six Figure. It's on my Six Figure Pet Sitting Academy site. It's okay. Search Engine Optimization Coaching. I do one coaching session where I show you my screen and I go to your site and I tell you exactly what you need to do to get high up on the search engine. So there are certain words that you're going to want to have on there in certain places that are really going to make a difference. I talk about Google Maps. I mean, a couple things that you can do now, just to be aware. Once you get your site up, I would really recommend that you list your business on Google Maps. It's already listed there. Okay, great, good. But 
Is there a website link or no? Because you don't have your website yet. There's not a website link per se, but there's a link to my Facebook page. Oh, perfect. Okay, at least you have that. Okay, good. But yeah, don't worry about SEO. What happens with a website, and you're totally not alone here, okay? Anytime somebody, a brand new business owner, even somebody who's had their business for a while that hasn't had a website, sits down to do it, there's sometimes writer's block or, you know, just a huge block around getting it out. Sometimes it's about visibility and really being willing to put your flag down and say, this is what I do, and kind of making yourself known online. And if that is true, it's important for you to look at, like, what's causing that, to try to get yourself over that visibility hump, <laughs> so to speak, you know, so that you're you're okay with getting it out there. Sometimes that's what's blocking people. I don't oh. think that's... What, what is it for you? I know you want well, SEO, but is there something else that's kind of... Well, I think you? part of what blocks me is I really want to expand the business, but I am working full-time, so I work yes. basically okay. 8 to 5. Uh-huh. So my visits are in the morning prior to work and then uh-huh. after work. But I have two dogs, two cats, three horses, and a donkey that also need me. <laughs> so... Finding time to work in enough visits to where I can expand my business to be full-time is challenging. I so I you. think I've been trying to build the business slowly so that I can adjust, you know, and yep. don't get too overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and I think with the website, part of what holds me back there is if I get a website up and then really start getting a lot of business, yeah. What do I do if I get to the point where I have a lot of business, but I'm not quite there to where I can quit my full-time job and be secure? I love that you're bringing this up because this is like my biggest issue. Is. Uh, you know, you've got your foot on the gas and the brake at the same time. I do. <laughs> That's a and good way of putting it. And you know what? Where are you going with that? There's nowhere. And exactly. So I, but, you know, a lot of people are in this place. So, again, you're not alone, right? Does that make you feel a little bit better? A little bit better because I feel like the I feel like the proverbial hamster on the wheel. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm yeah. just spinning my wheel in the same place, yeah. and I really, really, really want to move forward. Okay, so I think we're we're talking about the wrong thing here because this it's funny when I'm coaching people. This is also very typical where they bring up one situation the biggest challenge that they think, and then it leads somewhere else that actually is the bigger challenge or the biggest roadblock. And that's what this is here. So yay that we found it, right? We just have a couple minutes, though. (laughs) So I want to get you some relief here before we end, all right? Okay. From this big challenge that you have. So one of the things that you're going to need to look at, because you said you have a full-time job, you also have a full-time life in a way with all those animals. How wonderful that you have all these wonderful animals. And where is time to build the business? Where is the business building time? Where is the income-producing activity time? There's not a lot left over. So what I want you to look at is, One of the things that you might want to look at is actually setting a date by which you want to quit your full-time job 
And it may be a year in the future. It doesn't matter really when it is. You want to make sure that it's far enough in advance that you feel like you can breathe and you're not freaking out. You don't want to quit it suddenly because that job is a financial foundation for you. And it would be silly to let it go, you know, while your business is still growing. But you want to have a goal in mind. So that's going to be another action step. Set the date by which I quit my job. And what happens when we set those dates and make those commitments to ourselves is that the other pieces begin to fall into place. Making that commitment begins the process of making a change. It's it's like starting at square one. You have to actually enter the address in the GPS, which in this case is the date (laughs) by which you're going to quit your job in order to begin to move forward, get there. Okay. Okay, so that's the first step. And I would, like I'm thinking probably a year from now is what you're looking at. What you're going to want to do, though, is hopefully be able to move that full-time job to a part-time job at some point between now and the date that you pick to quit. If that doesn't work, then what you're going to want to look at doing is possibly getting a part-time job at some point. Quitting the full-time job, getting a part-time job. Because, again, you don't want to force your business to support you before it's ready to financially support you. Then it crumbles. And you crumble. We don't want that. We want you to do this in a really logical way that makes sense. Okay? Okay. So begin mulling that over. Like, you know, ask yourself the question, is it even possible for me to ask my employer if I can go from full-time to part-time, say, in six months? Not that you're going to ask them now, don't say a word (laughs) now, but, you know, (laughs) is that possible for me to do that in six months if I've built up my business enough where I can let at least half of my full-time job go? And, you know, maybe you don't know the answer and then you just ask in six months. But in the meantime, if you think the answer is no, then I would be looking at what other jobs could I get that would be a part-time job that would really work with the kind of schedule I want to create in my pet sitting business. And maybe you start with, you know, morning and evening visits, which you're currently doing, and you add overnights. Not necessarily saying you should do that, but maybe you add overnights where you're staying overnight in people's homes because that works with your work schedule. Maybe you get a job that you can do after your morning visits And then you could do midday dog walking, you know, during the day from, say, 11 to 2. But you don't really have to worry about that too much now, but I would begin to open up the conversation with yourself around that. Okay. Okay. I've done some thinking along those lines already um, as to, and I had been thinking probably about a year from now being able to quit. Or working towards that. Um, So rather than working towards that, I would really, I would mark it on your calendar. You know, if you have a smartphone, putting it in there a year from now or, you know, whenever you really think would be a good time to do that. Maybe it's January of 
year after next. You know, I don't know what that date is for you. Only you can know when that date is. But there's something very powerful about committing and actually putting it on your calendar. Seeing it is powerful. I have to say, when I got engaged and we planned our wedding date, putting the wedding date on my calendar was like, whoa. (laughs) It made it real. It did. It made it real. And then the actions began to take place. You know, okay, I've got a year. Okay, I've got nine months. Okay, I've got six months, three months, two weeks. Boom, 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 right? It Mm -hmm. sets the ball in motion. And that's, you know, this will help you get your foot off the brake and onto the gas where you're actually moving forward. It doesn't have to be like zero to 60. You don't want that. But you do want to move forward. And this is a way that you can begin to move forward. All right. Um, Okay. That makes sense. One of the things that I'd considered to help me move forward was hiring somebody. Um, so I'd have yeah. somebody who could do, as I'm expanding and getting more customers, they could be taking yeah. on some of the actual sitting, the actual visits and free me up That's in other areas. That's a conversation, unfortunately, than I have okay. time for in this okay. moment. Right mm-hmm. now, I would say do what we talked about. Okay. Start there. I think hiring is premature at this point. Okay. But it will be something that you'll want to do in the future. But I think you moving forward on your own right now is going to help, and it's going to really solidify. It's going to be putting the flag in the ground, like, okay, here I am. I'm ready to move forward. Yeah. So I'm more than ready to move forward, so. (laughs) Oh, I know, but I mean, you know, your actions are going to be in alignment with your desire. Mm-hmm. No, I think that'll help a lot. Like you said, yeah. about your engagement, if I mark a calendar, in fact, I don't, totally. what I'll do is just put up a calendar that specifically for that, like buy a 2019 calendar and just yeah. put that up like right there where I can see it every single day. Yeah. I love it. Put it in front of your desk or wherever you're at all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it reminds me. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely, it'll pull you forward. All right, okay. my dear. Wonderful, wonderful talking to you today. Well, same here. I've, I've really enjoyed our, our conversation, and I've learned quite a bit just from this little bit. Oh, I'm glad. I really enjoyed working with you, and I just I wish you all the best. Well, I'm thank you very much. You. Yeah. All right, my dear. Take good care. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. <laughs> what did you think? I would love to hear your comments. You know, you feel free to connect with me. You can write a comment in the show notes. At the bottom of every show note page are comment forms. You can fill out a comment form to give it to me. I would love to know what you think about the podcast or this specific episode. You can also post a comment via Facebook. There's a way to do that at the bottom of the show notes. So again, the show notes are prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 38. And I will have another coaching session with you in two weeks. 
I am going to be releasing a podcast episode every two weeks on Wednesday morning. So you can find it then. And I'm just so happy to be regularly podcasting again. And I hope you're enjoying listening to it. Have a wonderful day, a great week, and a great rest of your month. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.